everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading The Green Knight by Chris Dietzel, a thrilling sci-fi fantasy mashup and the name of my weed dealer. My name is Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, my name is Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called The Green Knight by Chris Dietzel, uh, book one of the Space Lore series. So wrap your head around that. I you can't. It sounds like it's going to be a little sci-fi jaunt. Good. But before we get into it, what I'll do is I'll tell you what we do on this podcast. Every week we read a free ebook from Wait. Amazon Prime. Excuse me. You're just jumping into this? Yeah. All by yourself? I can do it alone. I thought you lived for the thrill. I live to get through this, and by this, I mean life. What we do on this podcast is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book, five pages of a book. And frankly, it's unfair that we judge a book on that few number of pages, but it's what we do. Really, we just uh, mostly are wasting time. This is a way to cope with the horrors of life for us. Are we the ones wasting time or is Ganesh because he's putting in like a performance and he's reading? Yeah, he's like sweating by the end of it. I go home. I'm, I fall asleep halfway through most of the time. I'm dozing off usually around the 75% mark. What do you dream of? Taking my car home and doing other things. But you, you dream of a commute <laughs> compared to this? Ain't half bad. Now, Ganesh, how about you read us a synopsis of The Green Knight? You're not chained to that chair, Austin. You can leave anytime you want. Well, the shot collar. Ganesh makes us wear our little fun collars every time we come into his house. Yeah, honestly, this is terrifying. And if we're bad or if we make bad jokes or if we say bad words like fuck or ass or shit. Oh, do you hear the sparks? Yeah. See, I just got burned. But, you know, we're friends. (laughs) We go way back. All right, Ganesh, read the synopsis of The Green Knight, please. I run a tight ship. (laughs) Is that you speaking? (laughs) No, that's The Green Knight. Oh. The Green Tight ship. I I think it was Ganesh. Oh, fuck. He does. Ah, I just got it again. The Green Knight. Near the border between two kingdoms, a vessel full of innocent passengers is destroyed. No! Right, guys? Yeah, that's a big no. While the extent of the impending retaliation is unknown, its inevitability is not. Galactic war is approaching. Oh, no. That's the big one. That's a... You don't want to go galactic. In a seedy bar... In a distant corner of the solar system, a knight, clad entirely in green armor, puts forth a grisly challenge. Mm. So he looks like the New York Jets. (laughs) That's right. The only person to accept the knight's game is a woman who spends her time drinking and thieving. These two acts, occurring in different parts of the galaxy, both lead to the same spot, the planet that will soon fall under attack. Welcome to Space Lore. Yeah. Uh, 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 space Lore. Space Lore. Space Lore. Space Lore. Let's Where jump are ahead now. Let's jump to the first chapter of Space Lore. <laughs> Revved up here, folks. We're jumping into the first chapter. So revved up, you cut me off during the synopsis. I We're jumping into the done. first chapter. Oh, space lore. Spa- We're uh, jumping into the first chapter I'm of uh, uh, the Green Knight, was it? Of the, uh, the Space Lore series. Chapter one. Surrounding the portal, all was black and empty of life. Great start. Yeah. That no, sounds like a portal to me. No sound. No movement. Void of everything. Stars, billions of them, twinkled in the distance. But these far-off dots didn't seem like real things near a portal. Portals were pure energy. Mm, That's why they call me Portal. (laughs) Respect the portal. Yeah. Also, portal potties are like pure energy, too. (laughs) There's just so much energy just being deposited in those. That's Porta potties. No, portal potties. What? Oh. They'll take you to a place where you never want to return. I feel that way every time I go. And everything else, for hundreds of parsecs, was only a glimmering emptiness. 
Any traveler approaching a portal from a distance saw its light twinkling like a miniature sun, growing in size until it dwarfed the very vessel approaching it. No matter how large the ship, it looked puny compared to the immense disk of energy. Get it. It's a big portal. This thing is thumping. You don't want to fuck with this portal. It'll get you. It'll bite back, as they say. Ooh, it stings. Even flagships thousands of times larger than a starfighter seemed small by comparison. The portals were so large that some scientists wanted them classified as man-made celestial bodies. Now, let me ask you this. Get it, man. Does this portal seem big to you? The portal's big, everything else small. That's it. I get it. Entire asteroids could pass through. It actually makes it seem smaller than I thought. (laughs) I was thinking, of course, asteroids could pass through. Planets could pass through. Just, I mean, this is a kind of a tiny portal. Actually, this is the smallest portal I've ever heard of. It's pathetic. If detection and prevention systems didn't keep such random objects away, in fact, even the smallest moon of Migo Turcoman could almost fit through. Close to the portal. A small moon can get through. A small moon. They've yeah. really oversold the portal. At first, I was like, I can't even conceptualize how big this portal is. But now... Galaxy's size. It's a it's small moon size. Yeah. I feel like this could... Uh, for all I know, there are portals like this nearby. I don't care. It's not big enough for me. Close to the portal, different people claimed to see different things in the glowing white light. Some said they saw lines of energy. Others saw swirling waves. Some observed cloud formations. Still, others saw outlines of space vessels that had already passed through the portal, transporting spices or rare metals from one solar system to another. Ooh, a little coriander in the portal, huh? Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Some people even swore they could see the future when they looked into the portal's energy. Man, imagine finding a portal and then using it to just trade spices. Well, they built the portal, probably to trade... Um, you know, some coriander or hummus. Oh, this is a man. Hummus. 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 This is a man-made portal. Yeah. Does it say that? It did. Did I miss that? You did. I'm sorry. It's man-made. I was thinking a big natural portal, but now I'm impressed with the size. If it's man-made, that's a good enough size portal. It's kind of like Kentucky Lake. Okay. It's a man-made lake. Is that in Kentucky? Yeah. What? Why do you know anything about that? I've been there for. Uh. No, it's a it's man-made like lake, but it's big enough that it looks eh, pretty big. Man. Like, kind of like a big lake. I have to believe you. For all I know, you lied. There maybe isn't the Kentucky Lake. It's a lake. I had a t-shirt. It said, having fun at the Kentucky Lake. <laughs> Good Lord. What is... What? It was like 3XL, and I got it when I was like nine years old. I feel like I know you better now. Others insisted they witnessed the spirits, those of those they had loved and lost. Like everything else in the galaxy, it was commonly accepted that people saw what they wanted to see regardless of whether it was actually there. Hmm. I like that. Well, what do you think you would see in it? Uh, both of you. Jeez, just like an endless, bottomless bucket of Popeye's chicken. Deep. And what I'd, about you? I'd dive right in. I'd see Avicii, and he's got <laughs> a lot of donuts for me. Oh. And we're just sitting on a couch eating donuts. Wow. What and about, you get there more? You guys doing something else? Holding hands? Inching ever closer? We were sharing a blanket. You pretend to yawn, reach the arm behind... Ooh, Avicii. Avicii. Before any ship could enter the portal, its tinder walls had to be lowered, closing off all the windows and viewports, every exhaust port and ventilation chamber. Close those po- 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 ports. <laughs> What's that, Captain? I'm sorry, my port is acting up my talking port. <laughs> Put even the finest crafted seagoing <laughs> vessel in the ocean and... Yeah, Shane immediately regretted saying that. Yep. Can you cut that or bleep it, actually? Yeah. Bleep, bleep it so it makes it sound like I said something cool. Yeah. Like, that's something so shocking, I had to call the police. We took a break. And drops of water will somehow find their way into the ship. Eventually, it will fill completely, drowning anyone aboard. Ooh. <laughs> the opposite of what you want to happen. Okay, this is way off topic. That's fine. And I hate to do this. <laughs> you love to do it. So, you know the movie The Abyss? Yeah. Where they put on that thing and they can, it's like breathable water. Mm-hmm. That shit's real, man. What? Yeah. How? What? That's a thing. That's real? In real life? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. it is. That was real. Do you have source? Yeah. James Cameron? You fake like news? Every, all the actors and everybody in interviews, it was a huge deal when it came out. I guess what? he wouldn't lie about the ocean. He's very serious about the ocean. Why are we, what? Why are we talking about this? Because <laughs> they flooded him. Oh. <laughs> anyway. No, I get it now. I, I think about that a lot. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. Why doesn't every single person have one of those? Uh, um, we're not underwater often. Don't know about you, but I've never been under there for too long. But you could be. 
I mean, I guess I could be, but I'd rather not. Probably takes a toll. I'm a land man. You don't want to see what's down there? I like having my, no, I know. I've seen the, I've seen the pictures. Probably make your skin break out. Yeah. I don't want Honestly, we don't know what's in this space water. Oh, I was, oh, I was talking about I meant, I meant no, Earth's I know. water. Oh, okay. No, there's like breathable water. Who knows? I don't get the desire that people have to go scuba diving. That's not for you. Imagine yeah, if fish cool came up there. here. That would be cool. I'll no be like, what's way. up, dude? I'd kick it. Don't you want to see all the wacky wonders of the water? No, I don't. Not from inside of it. You don't want to see a manatee? No. You don't want to swim with it? No. It's the cow of the no. sea. I'm scared of them. They're big. Do you They're... want to see a big animal up close? Yeah. Ever? What? When? In what other situation is it okay to just have a large animal like on you with no barrier other than in the ocean? In a lot of other you don't countries. Get... Haven't you ever just gone up to a cow and I don't like, live in other pet countries. it? Pet it? No. I mean, at a, a zoo when there's been a... How often do you see cows in the wild? I don't Where know. Where are you? I... <laughs> Kentucky Lake. Oh, <laughs> Kentucky my Lake. God. Yeah, sea cows. They had manatees there. They didn't. Could you imagine? No one. My haters, please don't write in. It's a disputing the manatee. There's no laws in the man-made lake. Whatever you want goes in there. It says no manatees. Yeah. Oh. Only men. Men in tees. Whoa. Yeah. Tees that say the Kentucky Lake. Instead of taking time to fill, however, it would only take a fraction of a second. Instead of drowning all life aboard a ship, that passed through a portal without being sufficiently secured would be wiped away, turning it into nothing more than a ghost vessel. That is why, in those last few moments before a ship passed through a portal, everyone aboard went from seeing brilliant white light to nothing but a metal shell. Each portal was made of 360 cylinders, banded together into a giant loop. Man, we better be seeing a lot of this portal in this book or otherwise this is going to be wasted for nothing. Time. I'm just yeah. seeing like a bunch of soup cans. Yeah, how do you make a ship out of just a bunch of cylinders? That's cool. Well, if you pack them really tightly. Okay. Each cylinder was larger than most vessels that passed through the portals. The ship that appeared from the portal at Troy Sector resembled a tiny insect coming out from the energy. It was an Ornulian compact. Oh, yeah, yes, Ornulian. A vessel that typically held no more than 20 people and carried little more cargo. The compact, single engine was enough to get the ship everywhere it needed to go. A moment after the ship appeared from the portal, it raised its tinder panels in the cockpit and side windows changed from being sheets of atomized steel to once again allowing the pilot and passengers to look outside the ship at the endless space all around them. Nice. Yeah. It's like a car wash almost. It is kind of. You come out the other side feeling fresh and new. Wow, look at all these other stars. Only $5. Wow, and if we look behind us, we can see this beautiful portal. Is there a toll on this portal? Because if not, somebody's missing out on a crucial money-making opportunity. Of course there's a toll. There's got to be a toll. Maybe they don't have capitalism in the future. Oh, or this takes place. fingers crossed. But I bet they do. So I'm going to say they need to charge at least $30 to get through that portal. It costs like 20 to get into New York City. More than that. 30 If you count the turnpike. I don't. Well, it's the thing that takes you there. Oh, uh, well, okay. Yeah. So anyway, Portal's worth a, a lot of money, in my opinion. I think uh, I'd, get, I'd use an easy... I just said $35. Oh, $35. I'm willing to go up to 50 if it warrants it. Hmm. Depends on how many uh, spices we got coming in. Portal seems like a pretty big expense. I could be wrong, but... Yeah, how are they paying for this? Again, hopefully communism. Is there more? Or is that the end of the way we're reading? Is that it? We're stopping there. Okay. Well, great. Love, uh, to, uh, love to read about yeah. the Portal. I have a pretty good sense of the portal it, and how well, it works. It feels big enough for a small moon. Yeah. Beautiful little guy. Well, a, sm- you know? a modest moon, if a, you will. Yeah. Not small. Modest. Yeah. Humble. A humble moon. A moon with character. He's not big and strong, but he's he's got spunk. And he's getting through that portal, just like we're getting through the break to read the 25% mark of The Green Knight. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. We're reading the 25% mark of The Green Knight. Chapter 20. Oh, jumping far. The portal took us too far, maybe. I love it. We're zipping through this book like it's outer space, (laughs) one may say. Light speed, huh? Warp Uh, speed. Portal speed. Portal. Chapter 20. We need to do something. Morgan said, looking out the Griffin Fire's cockpit viewport at the decimated planet. Oh, no. Something bad happened, guys. Uh, What are we supposed to do? Vera said with derision. You want me to track down the Vonnegut fleet in this thing? Yeah. And take them on myself? Hell yeah. Sounds like you gotta. You gotta smoke the Vonnegut. Lazy or not, 
thief or not, no one else in the crowded cockpit could argue with her point. We need to do something, Morgan said again. No one bothered to reply this time, not even Vera. Nah, <laughs> we don't. We're good. The Vonnegans sound like a fancy cigar company. Oh, yeah? I was thinking they sounded like, like a Wild West gang. Ooh, the Vonnegans. The old Vonnegan boys been back around here. <laughs> they just decimated that goddamn planet. <laughs> yeah, here I was thinking about Bennigans. Oh, well, that's <laughs> not unusual for you. <laughs> you said that sentence to me a couple times this week. In front of them, with Zephyr's containment field destroyed, lay death and destruction like the likes of which none of them had ever seen. During the course of their lives, all of them had become familiar with what happened when a ship with malfunctioning tinder walls passed through uh, a portal. <laughs> I heard about those tinder walls earlier, and I thought they sounded suspect. You don't want to name your walls tinder. Highly flammable. Or when a random asteroid collided with a vessel. Life was fragile everywhere, but wow. most of all in space. Kablooey. You gotta watch out for those asteroids, man. Yeah, they're big and they're coming. Some. Some are like little pebbles. Yeah. But they'll tear you up. Yeah. Put you through the grater, you know? <laughs> you have some experience with this. I dream of space. I dream of adventures. I dream of space lore. But How? do I write a book? No. You should. I'm dumb. You, you are too dumb to write a book, but I think you can still give it a shot. Life was fragile everywhere. I think we should all write a book. I think we should write an Amazon book club book. Like dueling books? Or we all no, combine what? our forces into one book? One book. We don't have dueling podcasts. We have one book. The Amazon book club book. We should write it. Mm-hmm. I'm not that dumb. I can write it. You, you went to grad school. Shane is smart, man. I didn't go to grad school at all. Why do you think I did? Uh, Ganesha's just impressed with your uh, turtlenecks. It's the turtlenecks. It's the glasses occasionally. Yeah. It's the degree on your wall that says graduate's degree. Yeah, it's the pipe. The constant pipe. The scarves. Uh, the smoke. The many, jacket. many scarves. Yeah. Well, now hearing that, I, I see it. The red velvet uh, furniture. Mm, so those are family items. Those are heirlooms. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying how what it looks like. All right. Not making any claims about you. All right, we'll write the book. Looks okay. like you went to grad school. We're gonna write the book. It's oh, gonna... you're also in crippling debt. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that the real giveaway. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. I just wanted you guys to work towards yeah. it. Amongst the stars, life could be extinguished just as quickly as it appeared. But those also were... here. That happens here too. One day you're just walking around thinking about Bennigan's. The other. They are just decimated in a pile of your own crud. <laughs> Dead in the gutter with his Bennigan's t-shirt on. Died as he lived. Wearing a Bennigan's t-shirt. Yeah, that's true. It's a good tea. A passenger ship carrying four people. A freighter carrying a pilot, co-pilot, and a lot of cargo. This was something entirely different. A series of colonies where aliens and humans of every type had come to live, work, and grow old. Where they had built homes, offices, and towers. All of it was gone. Under the force of Zephyr's gravity, there wasn't a single structure that was still standing. Zephyr. Mm. I need to hear more about this. <laughs> Your mama is so fat. She just Zephyred the whole planet. <laughs> She's got immense gravity. She knocked down my towers and my homes. Everyone would have died from either breathing the toxic atmosphere or being crushed under the falling buildings. Which one would you pick? Uh, <laughs> crushed. Give me probably. the options again. Toxic atmosphere or crushed under the falling buildings. Oh, I'd rather be crushed. Oh, what? I think being poisoned like by gas or some kind of toxic fume seems like maybe the worst way to go. Like, do you want to go out like puking blood and shit? <laughs> you think crushed just you just die right there? If it hits your head, yeah. What if it your hits brain? your body and your head's still sticking out well, and you're then just I can, like, ow. Then I can survive. No, you're, you're going to die, but oh. you're going to die with your head sticking out. I think I'd still prefer that to like having hives and like spitting up bile. And Who's shit. saying anything about hives and bile? What do you think? The toxic fumes are just going to put you to sleep like yeah. a little baby? Yes. No way, rock, to ba- rock to ba- bed like a little tiny baby? Yes. Okay, I don't think so. No, yeah. not my Baby fumes. wants bottle. Not my That's what you say. Fumes. That's, That's <laughs> literally the last words. The remnants of each colony were nothing more than a disorderly intergalactic cemetery. The mere sight caused Trask to give a low hiss. Two Ks? Yep. Hell yeah. Of the many colonies scattered around the planet amid the thousands of structures and hundreds of thousands of life forms there, there may have been random survivors here and there. In the rubble, a child might have been able to climb into her space armor. Oh, See? don't take that as like proof that you could do That's that. That's me. I would have cli- I would have lifted the rubble off of me and climbed into my space armor like that little child. I'd be ready to rock and roll, baby. Zip, zang, zoom. Right into space. Come on, aliens. Not taking me down today. In the rubble, a child might have been able to climb into her space armor before the containment field collapsed. Amid the debris, an alien might have managed to close the door of the safe room within his dwelling. Yeah, thus shutting out the gases. But they too would eventually die. Damn it. Shit. There were too many collapsed structures to search each one for survivors. Too much wreckage to clear to save the few who might have miraculously survived the initial wave of death. Damn. 
brutal. Their only reward now would be waiting for the oxygen in their suit of space armor or safe room to exhaust itself. Hey, caramba. Then they too would die like everyone else. So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, huh? Yeah, take off the space armor, right? Does that kill you? Is that what? Nah, because then you got the toxic fumes, dude. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, let's just end it. Let's just die. What is who? There's no getting out of this. At that point, I'd rather die by toxic fumes than to live inside a little bubble with toxic fumes right outside my face. See, now you're picking it up. Now you're getting it. But I'd still rather be crushed. That's my third option. Would you just crush yourself? Yeah, I think I could do that yeah. if I was mad enough. You just turn on your little spacesuit boosters and fly right into like a big rock. Yeah, or, Bam. Just, or just run at it. Now what would Dr. Octagon do? He's a survivor. <laughs> Dr. Octagon's too old for this shit. He's dead. He's Damn. Oh, okay. And I'm his son, Jim Octagon. <laughs> uh, darling Jim. Just inherited the family business, Octagon Industries. It's a long story. You can read about it in our book. <laughs> Dr. Octagon. And his son, Jim, by the Amazon Book Club. Even if Vera did take the Griffin fire down to the planet's surface, and she and everyone else aboard her ship climbed into space armor and began searching, they never would find anyone in time. Meanwhile, the Vonnegan fleet would be making its way closer and closer to Edsel Dark. These damn Vonnegans. Baldwin said, Maybe we could find the Vonnegan fleet's general <laughs> and tell him this is all a misunderstanding. Baldwin's got some moxie, huh? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, a, pair, a pair on him. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it was, though, Oculus said. To which Fastoff added, Unless you would take it as a misunderstanding after someone, <laughs> oh, no, after someone destroyed a civilian ship <laughs> What's that accent? and killed all the innocent passengers. It's space accent, dude. Oh. He laughed. That's all your accents. <laughs> when he said this, as if it were hilarious and not a precursor for war. Ah, ah, ah. Ta -ta, ta -ta. Oh, I'd love it if you laughed like that. Morgan turned and punched Fastolf in the chest as hard as she could. His face turned purple and he stumbled backwards, coughing for air. <laughs> when she turned back to look out the cockpit again and saw everyone else staring at her, she said, I felt his hand reaching into my back pocket. Dirty thief. Oh, is he dead? He can't. Was not. <laughs> okay. Like, Fast off gas. Defend yourself, man. But no one believed him. The other side returned their attention to the chaos in front of them. The what? The chaos. <laughs> there was a deep chaos on the road. <laughs> After the. <laughs> maybe. Sorry, Ganesh. Maybe if you contact that Vonnegut general yourself. He's trying so damn hard. And the we physician just, tried again. We just keep giving him. The business. I think. What? I think it's time What's we. It? I think it's time we open that door oh. and let the adoring fans come in. I oh, hear. Yeah. Do I hear distant cheers? I think so. Oh my God! Is that a band? Thank you. Is that a marching band? Are they playing oh. trumpets? Thank you. It's beautiful. Bless your heart. Oh my you. God! That, yes, thank you. Is oh, that shit. a of bees? Oh my God! Oh. The band. Ah. Duck boys. Duck. Ah. Oh, Lord, there's a tornado. We gotta close that door. All I right. think the bees were riled up from the horns. The bees formed a twister and lifted many of the band into the sky. Please don't approach the recording studio. It's dangerous. Maybe if you contact the Vonnegut General yourself, tell him you're headed to Edsel Dark to personally figure out what happened. I'm not getting involved in my father's business. Replied uh, Jim Octagon. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd never do it. But Oculus leaned over and said to Alador, See if you can get the coordinates on their fleet. She nodded and began tapping on one of the displays in front of her. I'm not getting involved in my father's business. See, Vera said again, louder this time. Oh. So there was no excuse for anyone to ignore her. They all have one father, Austin, and none of them are getting involved. Oh, okay, good. Okay, Fair they're enough. a family. It's a family uh, troop. It's true. It's a family affair. On one of the Griffin Fire's displays, one of the colonies became magnified. The bodies of the dead were everywhere. Zephyr aliens twice as large as humans. Big suckers. Oh, it's pure chaos. It's chaos. With exoskeletons that made them look like they were wearing armor were mixed in with a variety of other species. Uh, all I gotta say something really quick. <laughs> yeah, let's... Get it out of the way. I love exoskeletons. Oh. Do you wish I love it in like sci-fi movies. I love stuff like that. Do you wish you had one? Nah, I'm good. It'd be kind of cool. You don't think? No, too much to worry about. I could fall off buildings and stuff. It wouldn't matter. 
No, I don't want to. Upkeep is dumb. If I had an exoskeleton, I would never pay attention to a crosswalk light. I'd just, just walk right out there. Somebody hits me. That exoskeleton would get so dirty, man. That's, I mean, so what? I'm a dirty boy. What do you want? What do you, I mean, I'd take showers still. You could put stickers on it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You could decorate it. Uh, it would be like a cast. I could get people to sign it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm going to do when I get my... Uh, <laughs> you're, I legitimately thought for, I forgot the word exoskeleton in the middle of my conversation about it. Well, I don't know if you deserve one. No, I, I clearly don't. I'll be dead long before those are available. Like by next week. Oculus leaned closer to Vera and whispered, It can't hurt to try and fix this. If nothing comes of it, fine. He put a hand on her shoulder. Oh, cat's taking a dump. Let's take a break. Everybody do a lap. Get your candy, get your popcorn, get your sodas. Talk to your mom, give her a call. Call your dad. Tell him to call your mom. Go see a movie. Maybe uh, jump rope. Do a hula hoop. All right, game back on. He's done. Ooh, and it smells good. But look at all the life that's been lost so far. And think of all the additional lives that will be lost if you wash your hands of this matter. She gave him a dirty look, but rather than silencing him with a cutting retort as she would fast off, or becoming belligerent as she would with Morgan, she sighed and asked Alador if she had managed to find the fleet. In response, a holographic display of planets and stars popped up in front of one of the cockpit windows. Mm. Fancy. A mass of 100 densely packed dots were moving from one planet to another. Them's the Vonnegut boys. We got them. When Vera looked at the top corner of the display, she saw the fleet had just left the planet Moray. Ooh, I'm fixing to ride on these Vonnegans. Where even more colonies were located, she didn't hold out hope that their fates would be any different than those of the Zephyr colonists. Looks like their fleet is only one solar system away, Oculus said. It's time to mount up. Mm, ride them, hops. <laughs> they could pilot the Griffin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Griffin fire. We're coming for you, Vonnegut boys. <laughs> You better hide and never again. Through the next portal. High noon, Vonnegut. Uh, we will show you true chaos. <laughs> Through the next portal and be in front of the fleet within minutes. The tinder walls work? She asked Pistol. Oh. <laughs> who was standing behind everyone else. <laughs> I'm imagining that. <laughs> the Vonnegans are mm-hmm. about to get. Stop. A whole handful of mess. Just outside the cockpit doorway. No, yes, get, Vera. We have to get some more lead in their belly. They're yellow. That's what I heard. The android said without emotion. Are you sure? Fastolf said, giving the lifelike machine a friendly jab in the side with his elbow. Without blinking, without raising his eyebrows, Pistol turned and answered in the same monotone. I would be more concerned about the ship's engines being strong enough to get you across the solar system. Oh, man, they have like an android? Yeah, Pistol. Pistol. That's, That's a cool ass. name Damn for... cowboy android. Okay. I like this crew. I gotta say, it's a cool, diverse group of people. I'm digging it. And droids. I like the book. I like it too. I may go that far. I'm loving it. I love the portal talk. I love this talk. The Vonnegut's, whatever. The Vonnegut's are out there raising cane. Yeah. I'm ready to round these boys up. Okay, everyone, go buckle up. Everyone except Alador filed back out of the cockpit. 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 After they were gone. These are the free episodes. Vera <laughs> tapped a button on the side display and turned forward and took hold of the flight controls. With the lurch, the ship arced right and doubled its speed. Cranking up. Uh, pump the NOS. We'll be at Proteus 2 portal in five minutes, she said over the intercom. The portal soon came into view, its blinding white energy like that of a miniature sun. Oh, is that Bennigan's? <laughs> Beautiful. It's been years. If the portal had been near a busy spaceport, it would have had dozens of ships lined up in front of it, each one waiting its turn to vanish into the portal and appear in a different solar system. Now, the only ships they saw were the charred remains of vessels that had been unlucky enough to appear in that sector as the Vonnegut fleet passed through. Mm -hmm. While they cut the line, I hope they say, don't mind if I do. (laughs) Is that all we're reading there? Is that the end? (laughs) Let's stop that. Okay. All right. They're coming after those guys. I dig it. I like it. I like this book. Makes me feel good. I who's, want to read more. Who's the Green Knight? Um, Have we established I that? I don't think we've really. In, Maybe he's not been pulled into this crew yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we know the Green Knight yet. But I'm looking forward to meeting him. Me too. Yeah, let's jump ahead now. The 50% mark of the Green Knight.
go. 50% mark of uh, the Green Knight. Ganesh, what chapter is this? 38. Ooh, too many. Frankly, way too many chapters. But you're enjoying the book. I, it's weird. Yeah, it's, I'm conflicted. So maybe you actually like this. Actually, you might be right. You love a million chapters, actually. I can be sold on it. I'm not married to the idea that low chapters are good, but I still complain about it every episode. Much like a portal, you came into this book hating mm-hmm. many chapters. <laughs> and then you're what? coming out the other side oh, loving. I did see God here in this episode, so it makes sense. There he was, right in the Bennigans. All right, keep going. 50%. I am almost afraid to ask, Fastolf said, an elbow propped against the nearest boulder. But, Ooh, Mr. Cool. (laughs) Why? Smoking a cigarette, got his leather jacket on. But why do they call it the Forest of Tears? Well, someone's never cried, have they? I'd love to know. Why do they? Vera was surprised at how well her friend was getting along, or at least, at how little he was complaining as they made their way across the planet. He was unfit for this type of adventure, and there was nothing in her knowledge of him that suggested he would be able to keep up with the rest of them. You think they're hunting down the Vonnegans? Yes. I hope, I hope so. so. If they're not, then what are we even doing? The Vonnegans need planet? to pay. They do, and they're holed up in the Forest of Tears. That's a cool name, honestly. It is. But somehow he managed to keep from holding everyone back. That was one of the reasons she had taken a sip from his flask whenever he had offered it to her. Damn. 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 He drinking. Damn. Getting a little uh, snoot going on. You're tempting fate, buddy. You want to cross the streams? (laughs) What, snooters versus damn? Yeah, get yourself a damn streams. Oh, no. This is a nightmare. Never cross the streams. We're in hell. This is what it feels like to be on snooters. Snooters. Just damn all the time. Damn. 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 Uh, Get so fucked up, you got to work it off on the Bowflex. Just grip it and rip it on the Bowflex. Anyway, get back into the book. To keep things friendly and keep up the illusion that they might just as easily be sitting around a table at East Cheap. This made it less likely he would throw his hands in the air and quit, or worse, complain so much that he brought down the morale of the entire group. She was sure Morgan had to be just as pleasantly surprised by the oaf's endurance as she was, but the other woman would never admit it. After having her pocket picked a dozen times by Fastolf, she would never give him any compliments. What is he putting it back and then picking it again? (laughs) Yeah, it's just a challenge to himself. Half the picks are him putting stuff right back in. (laughs) As they entered the forest, the mountains began to vanish behind a line of thick tree trunks and yellow and orange foliage. Beautiful this time of year in the forest of tears. With the sun setting, the sky was the same color, giving the impression that the leaves could extend all the way up into space. My goodness, sounds beautiful. Unreal. He paints quite a picture. This is like a space Bob Ross. Could you imagine? You couldn't fit that hair inside a helmet. Oh, no, sir. You can't contain Bob Ross. You'd have to whack that thing down. Oh, my God. And he would whack it. Oh. You ever seen him whack his brush? (laughs) He beat the devil out of it, I believe it was. Yeah, he did. He had good technique. In front of them, all they could see was endless forest in all directions. Besides Fastolf, Treskik's tongue... Sounds good to me. That plays. Mm, yeah. Slithered in and out of his mouth as he asked the same question. Now that doesn't play. You don't like a slippery little tongue? The tongue don't play. What do you want him said. to have a big, fat, wide tongue? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's just talking over himself like an idiot. I'd prefer that to a little slithery tongue. Ooh, no. Give me out. a little slithery tongue. I think it's, you know, Shane, I could see you with a slithery little snake tongue. Well, you've never seen my tongue because we're talking to these microphones it's across true, from each other. I've only seen the top half of Shane's face. But I could imagine you with a little slippery, little forked tongue slipping around, maybe picking crumbs out of your eyebrows or something. <laughs> Based on what I just said, I'm going to take it as a compliment. Yeah, of course it's a compliment. Deeply hurts my feelings. I do apologize. I can imagine Ganesh with no tongue. <laughs> this seems like that kind of guy. They, along with Alador, <laughs> had never been to Edsel Dark. The others couldn't blame them for being hesitant considering the forest's name. Baldwin answered for the group. It's the only place in the known... <laughs> Is that Stephen Baldwin? Where have you been? It's the only place in the known universe that you could find... You got it. Come on. Psychophozoans. Oh, yeah. You nailed it. Psychophozoans. Psychophozoans. It's like a band of Warp Tour. <laughs> you catch them? Yeah, I saw them Summer, open for no effects. Summer 03. Yeah, I saw Psychophozoans uh, and Sum 41 together on the main stage. Fastolf looked at Trask to see if that made any sense. When he got a blank stare, he said, I am sorry. You'll have to speak basic to us. They're jelly-like creatures that just float above the ground. I'm sorry. Basic is the name of the English language in Star Wars. So seems like a little rip-off-ish, if you ask me. About the size of humans. Lots of tentacles. 
They make you cry? Fastolf offered, chuckling as he passed the flask back to Vera and watched her take a sip. Of course, that would make the name of the forest seem logical. Baldwin shook his head. No, they kill you. Their tentacles are lethal. Holy moly. We're living in hell here, folks. Battle Royale, they're acting it out right now. Oh, man, if you can hear that, you got to leave it in. This is like a gladiator match of cats right on the floor. And one's just watching. Yeah, there's, yeah, he's wavering his thumb up or down. <laughs> which one lives and which one dies? He's just running some kind of operation over here. You've been screening Gladiator too much. I've been wondering where all these stacks of cash came from. Fastolf. Got the kitty Michael Vick on her hands. Fastolf offered, chuckling as he passed a flashback to Vera and watched her take a sip. Of course, that would make the name of the forest seem logical. Baldwin shook his head. No, they kill you. <laughs> their tentacles are lethal. They got the name because the main part of their body looks like some sort of teardrop. In the old days, people used to think that the Psychophozoans were the spirits of people who had died while crying over loved ones. Aww. Aww. Gotta love them. So cute. Mm. Little dead spirit. There's my grieving grandmother absorbing souls in the forest. <laughs> and now she has tentacles. Yeah, you look good, Grandma. They were the physical embodiment of sorrow. Others said that the forest was haunted, and it was the gelatinous floating creatures that kept the sad spirits from ever escaping the woods. The fat man laughed. <laughs> Who? Santa? God? God is there? Did God's he bring his fat? sleigh? God, God is Santa, dude. God oh, is right. Fat. Nietzsche says God is dead. Amazon Book Club says Santa is God. <laughs> and God is fat. Ho, ho, ho. It's his <laughs> God. Please. Oh, boy. Somebody put Shane down. Fellas, bleep it out. <laughs> You've got the power. Bleep it out. <laughs> me out. Do everything I say out. No we, one cares. We should, we should do an episode where Shane's just 100% bleeped. Please, this one. Do it. And people believe that nonsense? Oculus said, if we come upon them, you'll see for yourself how they could be mistaken for something other than the simple creatures they are. They're the most beautiful things you'll ever see, but... Is this Louis Armstrong? <laughs> this crew's got everything. I don't know. A tall pitcher of ale is pretty gorgeous, too. <laughs> Fuck, man. Fast off said. Dude, you are putting in a, a verbal workout here. Have you been, like, working out? Yeah. In the mirror every morning? He looks buff in the vocal cord region. You do. <laughs> Watch me flex my Adam's apple. Ooh. Pop. Whoa. Wow. There it is. Stunting on us. Uh -oh. Wow. Looks like your eye's bleeding. <laughs> you, do, you okay? Gotta cut back on the clear. But also the most deadly. One touch and you're dead. No one has ever touched a psychophozoan and lived. I'm gonna punch one. I could touch one. Yeah. I can rub my finger right down his little gelatinous crack. <laughs> As deadly as they are, though. Where's this portal? They have a certain peace about them. They don't do anything but float above the ground, drifting whichever way the breeze takes them. Aww. That's the life, that, honestly. That, I would love it if that was my life. If you leave them alone, they're harmless. If you touch one, get a dose of the deadliest toxin in the galaxy. And load it up into the veins, baby. That's right. Morgan said, My father used to tell me that anyone who entered the Forest of Tears and never came back out lived for eternity as one of those glowing floaters. Other people had heard the same thing. <laughs> glowing floaters took you for a loop. Huh? Glowing floaters is uh, what happens after you Taco Bell. Uh, wah, I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I just got stuffed at the rim. <laughs> Other people had heard the same thing. In fact, myths and old wives' tales about the creatures were so popular that aliens traveled from all over the galaxy to enter the Forest of Tears and see what many still believed were long-forgotten spirits. Every once in a while, someone became so overwhelmed by their beauty that they reached out to touch. Oh, no. What they believed might be a departed loved one. That's rule number. Is that, is that my dad? I must touch you, Daddy. I love to touch my dad. I need to touch his chin one more time. When they did... It's his chin! It's cleft! When they did, they immediately fell to the ground, gasping for breath before dying. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> love that chin, Dad. Don't hide it in that goatee anymore. Well, let's stop there. You're looking good. <laughs> These things have goatees. <laughs> The floating ghoul with the goatee. Yeah, actually, that begs a question. No, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love if, to hear a question that's being if begged. If you die and you're a ghost, do uh, you have, like, facial hair and stuff? Uh, yeah, for sure. When I go to heaven, I'm going to have a beard still. I know that's a, the fact of life. I thought only Santa has the beard in heaven. No, no, no. Yeah, in fact, makes everyone else shave. No, no. And you got to dye your hair white. That's I'm going to kill him. I'll kill God. 
That's how much this means to me. I'll kill him or be sent to hell. That's where I can. You can definitely have a beard now. That's right, number one on the rule book. Beards welcome. Beards only in oh. hell. Well, I mean, Rudolph keeps it pretty loose down there in hell. Who? Rudolph. Who? Rudolph. Who? The red nosed reindeer Why from is hell. He in hell. Why do you think his nose is red, dude? All the fucking fire, man. What? He's a fallen angel. <gasps> Let's jump ahead now to the seventy five percent mark of the, the Green Knight. Is that right? up to them soon let's jump in now to the 75 percent mark of the green knight as vera walked toward the cave the battle raged in the space above edsel dark's atmosphere oh it's yeah. going down why isn't she up there get up there no bounty hunter dared come through the portal to look for her every once in a while a giant ship erupted into another explosion the size zoom of- i was thinking more like a light or like thunder the <laughs> poon hear that the size and color depending on whether the explosion had started in the ship's ammunition rooms oxygen tanks or engines there was no way vera would be able to see single man fighters in the space above her planet without binoculars but the giant vessels were so large that they could easily be seen with the naked eye excuse me big vessels keep an eye out an athens destroyer disappeared behind a wave of blue and purple explosions a second later the eruption over it's aft end crumbled into a thousand pieces. Not the aft. A solar carrier's forward command deck became engulfed in explosions the same color as Ed Soldark's larger son. My big son. That's my, I'm proud of my big son. This is a pretty intense scene. This thing's just... Uh, things are blowing Things are exploding. Up, okay. And she's just kind of watching this? Aren't those things falling down on her? Yeah, watch out. It's uh, high above. You don't know where it's going to land. That's true. Although it remained in one piece after the explosion, it drifted downward away from the battle without firing any more cannons. A couple minutes later, the crippled solar carrier drifted too close to the planet's gravitational force. Oh, no. And parts of the ship began streaking through the skies, fiery balls. Who's the pilot? Oh, they're dead. too close. Some parts of the ship burned up as they entered the atmosphere. Others trailed streaks of orange light behind them as they made impact on random parts of the planet. Shit. This does sound like a nice scene, though. Another Bob Ross style. Beautiful. Beautiful sunset. And still, the Athens destroyers were appearing through the portal. What had at first looked like an unfair fight for the few Vonnegut ships appearing through uh, the portal uh, now looked like are. an unbalanced contest for the other side. Ooh, here come the Vonnegut boys. Close the portal. With caster land ships outnumbered two to one and more Vonnegut vessels appearing every minute. And yet Vera ignored the battle, hoping Morgan and the others could make some sort of difference. She knew that her own path lay not in fighting someone else's battle, but in following through with her own word. In destinies, sad or merry, true men can but try. It was something her father had told her over and over again when she was young. What was that again, Dad? <laughs> that makes no sense to in me at all. In destinies, sad or merry, true men can but try. Sure. Yeah. Don't you agree? That is what gets me out of bed in the morning. That and uh, my bowels. <laughs> it's a real mess down there when I get up. You don't have a tank? No. <laughs> Not yet. Like a little bed tank? Not yet. Like a little serving tray I for can't. your own uh, <laughs> special serving? Oh, no. Nope. I don't. I don't think many people do have that. Nope. Just you? No. Well, she had always wondered why as he sat at the edge of her bed telling her how much he loved her. He had always said true men and not true women, or even true people, or even true life everywhere in the galaxy. My dad was a sexist alien pig. Wake up and smell the 90s, dad. Come on, dad. What was she supposed to think? Her father's own words seemed not to apply to her. Well, it's just what he likes to say, her mother had told her. 
He doesn't actually mean men. He means anyone. What are these? The fucking Archie Bunker? He means <laughs> you. Her mother had smiled then and tapped Vera on her little nose. Look at that little thing. Then why doesn't he say me? The answer had varied depending on Vera's age. One time her mother had said it was because the king was merely repeating the phrase as his own father had said it to him. Dad was the king? Damn, daddy king. Another time the answer had been that Vera's father was too practical. To him, men meant everyone. So he loved men. That's true. So Neil Armstrong, big man fan. He was on like 4chan. All the time. He was, isn't it? An, an incel? She knew her father hadn't meant anything by it, but each time he recited the saying, the words had instilled in her a fire to want to beat any man and everything. To show them they had no idea what willpower really was. She would rob and steal better than them, if that was the game they played. She would outdrink them. She would even kill better than them. Anything. Well, Vera's really cool. Give it up for her. I would uh, be dead within just minutes of hanging out with her. I I would I have put up no fight. I don't think any of us would in a real challenge. Kanish thinks he would, but he would just die third, but a quick, like not too long after us. I didn't say anything. I, I just know I can just I know you and I know that you think I could make it. I, I didn't, didn't say that. I know, but I know that in your head you thought that I might have. He's a survivor. And I think you could for maybe five minutes. That's four minutes longer than we made it. In an end of the world situation mm -hmm. where it's us versus the elements and uh, the cruelty of man. Me and Shane would, I f and just in my opinion, we'd you just get popped in the head immediately. Like yeah. There would be no. That's fair. I wouldn't even have a plan. I would just be this. like, I would cry and I would We've die. We've been through this. Yeah. I would become the rat king. Dude. No. I mean, I think that you I would. I would survive. I would thrive. No. See, I knew. I knew. I knew I just had to. <laughs> I knew I just had to. If someone had that you. I knew that that's what you thought. But the reality is you would think you would survive and you'd have some plan. And then the second you walk out the door, a, a big dude with a chainsaw just slices you in half. That's what I'm seeing. For I you. don't. I know this about myself. I don't process things quickly enough to live. No, me no. neither. Not at all. It takes me like 20 seconds too long to like react to stuff. If I had to walk like 30 blocks to live, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> what if there's like uh like refreshments along the way? Oh, yeah. Like somebody <laughs> handing out waters, Gatorades. Yeah. Mints. Mm -hmm. I think I would just need a long nap afterwards, but I would make it. What if at the end it was just a nice bowl of pepperoncinis? No, I don't think so. You don't want that? You know what? Sometimes oh, let's get off the. Well, uh, What's your reward? What would bring you there? Ooh, and it's not pepperoncinis. It's not. It's Twizzlers and pepperoncinis. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, don't ask for too much. Let me say this again. We can get off the impending apocalypse what would we do situation but sometimes in the morning when i'm waiting for the subway and there's like a thousand people there and it's like tight mm -hmm. i'm like this is miserable and then it's like if something bad happens it's gonna be that times a thousand it's gonna be people with their fucking dogs and cats and they're like elderly grandparents and it's just gonna be smashed in and nobody's gonna get out i'm gonna die in a crowd of people waiting to get on a subway train that's what's gonna happen to me you see what you do is you just gotta wait it out a little bit right <laughs> you guys stay put you bunker up. You wait till people just kind of. Oh, I definitely would bunker. I would be until I'm literally eating my pet. I would be inside my apartment waiting for this thing to blow over. You wait for the initial wave to die down, then you can kind of venture out and kind of pick up the remnants, scavenge. Yeah. And but that, but by that time, anybody who's out there is a fucking. This is the king of the hill out there. These yeah, people, are, you gotta be uh, careful. I mean, these are the best of the best out there. The weak, like me and Shane, are already rotted away by this time. You're going out there. There's people in fucking bandoliers with mohawks and fucking uh, black face paint ransacking the bodega of Twizzlers and Pepperoncinis. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to be their dog. I'll put you on a leash. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're going to ride you around. Yeah, Dance for me, boy. Oh, man, they're I'll gonna, convince them I know where the treasure is. They're going to write Biff on your forehead or something. <laughs> That'll be your name. You're going to convince them you know where the treasure is? Money has no meaning here. Society's gone. The only treasure is food, and that's you. I'm probably taste better than y'all. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're seasoned. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would taste like nothing. Yeah. But maybe bad. I think we could cook up a nice pork belly out you, of me. You don't want to eat my liver, though. Yeah, you want to steer clear of that. Don't liver. eat anybody's liver. All right. Is there more of this book? Is that it? Let's there's, stop there. Yeah, there's a huge battle. I'm guessing someone's going to win. And will we see it? Probably not. I mean, we could have if we'd kept reading. But you know what? Let's jump ahead to the last page of The Green Knight. Okay, here we go. 
last page of the Green Knight, who, by the way, has yet to show up. Is Vera the Green Knight? I guess maybe, but nobody said so. So could be me. Mm, we're all the Green Knight. Until I hear otherwise. All right. Are you sure it's was spelled with a K? Maybe it's... it's there's been a, a lot of talk about sunsets. Maybe the night true. is green. That's true. Is Chapter that, 85. Fuck. Far so away. So many chapters. In a distant solar system, a man, tall and lean, stood at a window looking out at the evening sky. The horizon where the sun was setting looked like purple fruit drenched in blood. Mm. Ooh. I picture will, I that. I love it. What kind of fruit? Grapes. Yeah. Plums? Grapes. Further up, near the clouds, the sky resembled the color of the finest purple tapestries of the Vonnegut Empire. Oh, wow. Didn't know them as artists, but makes me think a little differently. Well, they're a wine gang. <laughs> you are. know? Yes, they are ransacking planets and killing their citizens all for the sweet... For their cab salve. <laughs> their sweet grapes. In front of the man stood the metal high rises, stretching as far as the eye could see. Each building was designed in an architectural style that made it look like it was wearing armor. And each building reflected the evening sky in a way that made the entire planet look like a purple sphere. That sounds beautiful. Pretty cool. I want to visit these places. A cloaked advisor entered the room without making a noise. A man at the window, too statuesque and towering to be human, with skin the color of the buildings that were all around him, said, What is the report? It's still purple. There were no survivors, my lord. General Agravan's ship destroyed, my lord. Oh, baby, the Vonnegans got theirs. Anything else? They also destroyed the portal. I think this guy is a Vonnegan. Yeah, but these are his men he's talking oh, about. Yeah, his boys got torn yeah. up by the good guys. Oh, yeah. Vera and her crew oh, man. counting heads. And maybe the Green Knight? Oh, yeah, I bet he swooped in. He probably was there, too. Yeah, like the Green Ranger, That's you know? I was just thinking that the Green Knight in my head the whole time has been Tommy the Green Ranger from uh, Power Rangers. So fucking Ponytail cool. and all. Ponytail, Ponytail Tom. All. You know, he was bad at first, remember that? Mm. Yeah, he was a bad boy with and a he, flute. He played that fucking flute. And then he turned into like the White Ranger. Yes, Man, that was pretty badass. He had the White Tiger, oh, Zord, yeah. and he also had that cool shield. Damn, the gold. It was gold. Tommy still had a flute. Still no, he had um his uh, little sword. Guitar. Oh, his sword handle <laughs> oh, right. could talk. That's right. Or, what? Yeah, it was like a tiger sword. Jesus, Christ. and the handle had a little face, and it would go like. Damn, we gotta read. Let's read a Power Rangers book. Do those exist? Yeah, probably. Anyway. The man standing at the window pondered this for a moment, then said, I want a new fleet constructed, twice as large as the last. No, three times. Your Excellency, without the portal, it will take years for any ship to get there. Oh, damn, they even blew up the friggin' portal? That's a big portal. Yeah, they don't fuck around. Damn, dude. That's about the size of a small moon. Yeah. Can you imagine that blowing up? I can't even imagine the size of a uh, just slightly smaller than a medium moon portal blowing up. Can you imagine our moon exploding? What if one day you just looked up and the moon exploded? I'd be like, this is cool. Nobody else has seen this before. That's a good positive outlook. Do you think like, yeah, why not? Fuck it. Like what happens if the moon goes away? Like the tides uh, stop? Yeah, I get that. But like what else? Uh, everything in the ocean probably dies. Who cares? Mm. I'm not in there. As we previously discussed, I don't go down there. I'm a land man. Well, if all that dies, then, then probably all the seaweed dies. And that's and a birds. big thing for like our atmosphere. Well, then I can't so. eat sushi. All right. Forget it. Bring back the moon. You need your ahi tuna. I need my tune. Mowbray Vonnegan, ruler of the Vonnegan Empire, turned and faced his advisor in bright purple eyes shining. Get on out of here, boy. <laughs> As if electric. They done rustled our horses. He's got Barney eyes. Ooh. Purple. He advanced on the small, trembling man who not only just informed him of the loss of both his fleet and his only son, but my big ass portal? <laughs> How am I going to move my Merlot? Oh, my spice delivery. But had also had the nerve to question him. Then he smiled, revealing sharp white teeth and Ooh, said, Barney teeth. Then we had better get started building them tonight, hadn't we? The advisor, relieved, nodded and left. Alone in his throne room, Mowbray said, When I am through with them, they will wish they had let themselves be conquered the first time. Ooh, 
Ooh, this Vonnegut boy is the bad. Entire Casterland Kingdom, every planet, every colony, every home will have the Vonnegut Warhawk flying above it. This I swear. Whoa. Damn. Okay, a new baddie has emerged, this, and it's the uh, big baddie. I like this book. It's cool. I this read series more. is sweet. Honestly, it was kind of well written. It was good. It was not bad yeah. in any way. Way to go, author. What was the author's name again? Let's give him another shout out. This was cool and fun. Yeah. Chris Dietzel. Oh, you did it, dude. Big Dietz. You did it, man. That was great. It was really cool. You know, I'm just going to jump into the casting. Yeah, I please. saw uh, John Malkovich as the big baddie at the end. I could see that, yeah, with purple eyes and sharp, sharp and white he's, teeth. you know, he's got the je ne sais quoi. To I think he could, yeah. The I love, gravity. Yeah, I could see. Plus, he's got an alien voice already, so hey. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, now, who plays Vera? Ooh, the the main protagonist. I'm thinking maybe Elizabeth Moss. Ooh, she'd be good. I like that. Yeah, she's tough. Yeah. She's got a wide range of emotions yeah, in her eyes. You could, she doesn't want to kill, but she must. Yeah, that's cool. What other characters are we? got the robot Pistol. Pistol. <laughs> Pistol is played by uh, C-3PO. Oh, um, I was going to say C-3PO in a mocap suit. Oh. You know, that way, so it's not trademarked or Yeah, anything. no, that makes sense. Um, I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the pickpocket. Oh, oh what, what was, was his, his name? Car, car. Fast Watch or something? Fast Talk. Fast mm-hmm. Off. Fast, fast off. off. Fast Off. Tony Shaloub. Give me Shaloub. Shaloub would play. Give me Shaloub or give the, me can do the accent? Yeah. Shaloub can do it all. Shaloub He does, does. an accent and what do you, what, all, so many things. Do you dare question Shaloub? No. No. Yeah. Who else we got on that ship of good guys? Oh, man. What other characters were there? There was the guy with this voice. Oh, okay. his name. Louis Armstrong. Um, Boom. Done. <laughs> uh, no, Louis Anderson. Better. Ooh. Could he, does he have that range, vocal range? No, no but he's got the, the chops. Ah, he does. To make you believe it. Um, and then let's sprinkle in some Vonnegans. Oh, the Vonnegans? Oh, we got a lot of bad Vonnegans. I'm thinking Woody Harrelson's a Vonnegan. Yes. I'm thinking uh, ooh, maybe Gary Oldman's a Vonnegan. Ooh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones or Tommy Lee, the drummer of the Def drummer. Leopard. Wow. Def now that is bold casting. <laughs> He's a scumbag. Mickey Rourke is a Vonnegan. Yeah. Mickey Rourke um, is definitely a Vonnegan. Certainly. Uh, who? Oh, Ian McShane is a Vonnegan. Well, he's kind of too big to be like mid-tier Vonnegan. Well, he's maybe. We bump Malkovich. We, we give Malkovich uh, uh, thanks for auditioning, but we'll see you next time because <laughs> we got Ian McShane. That's for pretty the, cool. The lead Vonnegan. Ian McShane would be so good. At well, it. then you have to root for the Vonnegans. Well, I mean, you want it, you like rooting for the Vonnegans, but at the end of the day, they're the bad guys. The same way but you like rooting. Shane, you like rooting man. for the Empire in Star Wars, but you don't. You know they're bad. I mean, I want the Vonnegans to live to see another day, but I don't want them to win. You know what I'm saying? I, you feeling me? I feel yeah, you. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Woo! Are we okay. missing anyone else? I don't. Think oh, so. who should be cast as the gelatinous blobs? Oh. In the, Forest of Tears huh. well, could be good for Louis Anderson. Just saying. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Sorry, Lou. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking about Kang and Kodos from The Simpsons. Oh, hey, great. Those are cartoon characters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get, your, get your head over your ass. I buddy. was just you're thinking, right. like, right. uh, just a uh, just like a tumbleweed of trash bags. That's what I'm thinking. Just like a big okay, old, okay. big old what? rat king of trash bags blown through the breeze. Maybe some googly eyes, or maybe some like, and maybe you know, if we throw Malkovich a bone. Get in those trash bags, buddy. He could just be like a floating head like Zordon. Yeah. Man. A couple Malkovich heads. The only thing this around. book was missing was a Zordon. Now that's spooky. A disembodied head. Yeah. Sorry, Malkovich. We're going to have to bump you down. It's going to just have to be Zordon. That's all right. You're not going to be on the marquee, but you're still going to get the SAG Award for the best cast. You're not going to get any of the, the big ones at the Oscars, but, you know, we'll get something for you. All right. That's the end of the book and the podcast, right? That's it. That's the end. Let's end that's, the podcast. That's pretty much Let's it. Let's call it a day. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Chris Linguist for our artwork. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast. Kenisha's instructing me to say this. <laughs> He's holding a gun to my head. He told us, he was like, it's only good if friends of the people that already listen to it, listen to it. Yeah. He, you So go tell your friends to listen to it. Simple math. 
spread the you word. You tell two friends, then they tell two friends. And then by the end of the day, you got six billion listeners. Thanks for listening. You can find us at AMZ and Book Club on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com. You can give us a call. We have a phone number. It's uh, 567 309 We got it all. Look at that. That's we it. got every method of And as we mentioned in our last episode, we now have a Patreon account. If you want two extra episodes per month, Go to patreon.com slash amzmbookclub, throw us $5, and we will give you two episodes and access to the hottest chat room on the freaking internet. Am I right? It's a big chat room. It's People popping. are talking about it. People are talking about it. We've had a, a couple of rests. That's when you know a chat room's hitting it big. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Have a great life. See you later. See you around. <laughs>